Thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, I've spent about 17 years on the radio interviewing newsmakers, business owners, and industry leaders. Now, my company is helping folks like you gain purposeful exposure for their businesses or organizations. Let me help you share your story. Click the Live Mic Communications link in the show notes for more information. Thanks for checking in on another Richard Pyatt show. You know, uh, a while ago now, we talked with Pat McKinney about three specific Pontiac Firebirds he owns. These particular Firebirds were used on the 70s TV show, The Rockford Files, starring James Garner. And uh, they can be traced back to that. If you have not heard that episode, it's linked in the show notes for this episode. And it is, I don't mind telling you, one of the most listened to episodes we've recorded for the podcast since we got started some time ago. And so I thought it might be interesting to get back with Pat and talk in a little bit more detail about some of the nuances and some of the the pains, I guess you would say, that they would have to go through to get these cars on the screen back in the 70s. Hello, Pat. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? Great. Thank you for this. No problem. I, like I said, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> How are those cars doing? How's that 77, baby? That beautiful one. As my brother says, it's 85% done and 85% to go. <laughs> it seems like things keep getting in the way to, you know, to finish it. But Well, that's the way uh, life is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least you can go out in the garage and set out a lawn chair and just look at it. I mean, that's all you need to do, really, right? <laughs> yeah, and sometimes the guys come over and we do that. We eat tacos and sit and talk, and <laughs> that's it. So. That That's perfectly fine. So we talked about uh, some of the particular things about this car that James Garner drove in the show, The Rockford Files, 1974 to 1980. And I still see folks on social media, asking questions about this car and some of these details that they uh, may just not have realized about it. And so again, that episode is linked in the show notes so you can hear all of those details. But today we're going to delve a little bit into some of these little things. But just ahead of that, we should mention these cars were dressed down for the show. That is to say, they were formula models, which were a little uh, heftier engines and suspension. They had those scoops in the hood. They were not quite a Trans Am with the big bird on the hood, but they were one notch down from that. And uh, the notion was, uh, Pat, that Garner wanted some oomph there, even though he thought the character needed something that looked a little more subdued. Right. I mean, originally he said that he would have loved to have had you know, the character drive a Trans Am, but he said, well, I don't think he could afford it. So he had to, you know, buy a, what, what you call a lesser car, I guess, from those Trans Am guys. But, um, you yeah. know, the idea was, is that, you know, you could get basically the same performance level out of a formula versus a Trans Am. It just wasn't, as some people might say, gaudy, you know, as a Trans Am. But, uh-huh. uh, so those cars came as formulas, but were dressed down. So there was a process that they had to undertake to make them look the way they looked on the screen. And one of the other things that uh, folks may not realize, and what motivated me to reach out to you for this episode is that gold, tan, brown, whatever you want to call it, color was not a factory 
color. This is a, a color that apparently Garner liked. And so he wanted those cars painted that color. So let's just think about that for a second. <laughs> they got these cars. They were formulas. They had to be dressed down and then they had to be painted, right? Correct. Yeah. The 74s were Esprit's and they were the, the factory color. They didn't repaint those cars. Okay. Um, so in se- beginning in 75, they ordered formulas, which came with the formula hood, which was removed and a flat hood was installed. Um, and then they were, the whole car was repainted, um, the color that he specified. And as far as I know, he specified it because I've talked to Royden Clark, I've talked to Bob Ziliox, and they said, well, we're not, we, we don't know of anybody that specifically said that color, but I'm sure it came through Garner because I don't, I don't think anybody just arbitrarily picked it and said, you just painted that color. Uh-huh. So yeah. That color was not offered on a Firebird. Those two uh, were close associates of, uh, of Garner, worked on the show. Uh, Royden Clark has passed away now, uh, but he was Jim Garner's stuntman for decades yeah. and was, as he said to me, integral in helping to procure those cars. Is that what he told you too? Yeah. When I, he came out to my house one time to look at the 77, and he said basically what happened was Garner, him, and uh, Louis Delgado sat down, decided what equipment do we want on the car. Um, and then from there, they placed the order to Pontiac. And then everything was procured and then routed through Vista Group. And then it came to the Cherokee Productions. And then okay. they did what they needed to do to the car. Yeah. So so let's just follow that trail for a second. Uh, they, they ordered those cars. And I think it was uh, Royden Clark who said uh, they ordered them through like a GM zone office or something. Uh, yeah. GMC public relations. That's yeah. Who, there you go. They came through. Yeah. And yeah. then they, they came through a, a dealership in LA. Is that true? They, they delivered yeah. them. They took delivery at a dealership. Livingston Pontiac. It used to, it's, it, it's not there anymore. The, the physical building is there, but it's not Livingston Pontiac anymore. Okay. Um, which is actually where I saw my first one that I purchased in 82. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you listen to our original episode with Pat, you'll hear about that story and the amazing occurrence that when they were done with these cars, they just take them and trade them in. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, is kind of getting back to the, the dressing them down. Yes. They, they, they took the hoods off. You know, the rear spoiler was an option up to, 77, 77, 78, it was factory equipped with a rear spoiler. Uh-huh. So that's why if you look at 75, 76 cars, they still have the Firebird emblem on the trunk lid with the Pontiac emblem yes. um, because they didn't have to do anything but mask it off and paint it. And then what happened was, is when they were done with that year, believe it or not, they took the hoods, put the formula hood back on it, shot the hood, the same color as the car, probably painted the whole entire car. Mm-hmm. And they went back and they were sold as low mileage used cars. Unbelievable. <laughs> that that still blows the mind. But, yeah. you know, so our, our intent, though, today was to talk about this dressing down and imagine the steps that had to be taken. So they ordered the cars. The cars come in. Uh, they They end up taking delivery at a dealership. And then they took it to an outfit that worked with movies and television, right. To provide them with vehicles or somebody that was that they hired specifically to do bodywork and paint type of stuff. So, okay. you know, 
I know 77 and 78, a gentleman named Vincent Murdy owned a shop and he did the repaints on the cars and whatever repair and that kind of stuff. So um, they ordered a flat hood from the dealer. They put a brand new hood on it, shot the car, the color that was specified, loaded them up on a trailer and took them to set. And then they had an A car, a B car and a C car. So A car was sound. B car was to look pretty and not do a lot of stunts. C car was a stunt car. Hmm. So think about that. They, they buy the cars and mind you, there were three, they would buy three of them as, as Pat just said, so that you never had a situation in which you'd set up a whole shoot and then have a car that wouldn't run. You know, you'd, you'd have, right. you had uh, a backup plan, right. but they did all of this, replace the hood, paint the car, take the, take the spoiler off. Right. fill those holes before they painted the car. Right. And yep. so, yeah, like Pat said, if you have an Eagle eye, you know, about the emblems that would have been on the deck lid of a, a, a spoiler delete car of that time, a bird and a Pontiac emblem. And if you look at these ones on the screen, you see that those are not there because of course there had been uh, a spoiler there that would have taken the place of those. So all of that had to be done before all three of those cars ever got on the screen. So imagine not only buying them, but then paying to have all of this done and then shot in that paint color, this, this Garner, apparently Garner chosen paint color. Right. Right. Yeah. Seven, 77, 78, you'll see that it doesn't have a bird emblem on the deck lid. Mm-hmm. Really all it says is firebird on the fender. Yep. And if you look real close, it'll say Pontiac and the grill. Um, <clears throat> but prior to that 76 75 you would see the firebird bird logo on the deck lid um and they just masked it around it and painted the car you know the specified color mm-hmm. so it was uh, you know the the only car that you ever see that gives away that it's a formula is 1975 because in 75 the emblem on the fenders was actually said formula 400 yes that's right yeah. So in 76, when you see it, they, they went to in 76, it just had a Firebird emblem and then it had a sticker below it that said formula formula uh-huh. right? so they peeled the stickers off, you know, sanded it down, shot at the color and you're done. But you got to look real close. There's several episodes where you can actually see it says formula 400 on it. Wow. In 75. In 75. And so they, they did not take it off. They left it there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's what we know about this. We, if we just recap this a second, the, the 74 first year, the show was on the air, they actually used Esprit models. And how can you tell that? Because there's an Esprit script emblem on the sale panel of the car, not to mention the 74 is that the last year that the window, the back window did not extend down and that cool sort of curved molded right. uh, glass shape that that eventuated oh, from 75 on yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. those are esprits but after that always formulas right and what's interesting is i've been trying i've been doing some investigation to try and figure out because there's something interesting that's come up if you look at the pilot episode it only says firebird on the fender there's a couple nuances one car you can tell has full rally gauges the other car doesn't there's a couple shots where you see it. You can't, there's no rally instrumentation in it. What's interesting is once the series gets picked up, 
suddenly you see the Firebird 400 emblem on the fender, mm. right? And what's interesting about it is this. According to the assembly manual, the 400 emblem should be centered under the Firebird emblem, right, on the fender. Yes, okay. If you look at them, they're a little offset. And I'm wondering, did they actually buy 350 cars and put the emblem on it? Because Pontiac may have said, well, look, we want you to promote this engine or whatever. Put that on there. Now, I haven't been able to prove any of this, but if you look at the way the emblem is situated on the car, it's not correct for assembly. And if you think about it, once the series got picked up, it was almost too late to order new 74s. So Hmm. I'm wondering, did they go out and just pick up cars and say, okay, you know, this will work, this will work, this will work, you know, or did they even use the ones over again from the, from the pilot episode? Sure. I seem to remember one of those in the pilot had like white letter tires on it. Didn't that, uh, yeah. And the other thing to change too was the door guard molding along the side in, in the early cars was black. And then as it got picked up, they became tan. Uh-huh. So I'm sure there were little things that they changed along the way. I mean, you know, when you're doing a pilot, it's go, 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 get what you can get. But I'm sure they kind of fine-tuned it as they went, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting to uh, look at those nuances. And, and car guys and Firebird guys will pick up all this stuff. You'll see that. Right. As you look at these, but you know, go to, go to wherever you stream these episodes and hit the pause button might take a few tries, I guess, <laughs> to get the right, the right frame, but right. you'll see that you'll see in the first season, the Esprit, uh, and some of the, the greater nuances that Pat's talking about, uh, on those uh, early cars. And then it makes perfect sense what you're saying that now that they know the show is going to fly. Right. Uh, now you can invest more in, in that. I mean, that car was, uh, uh, as much a part of the show as, as, uh, Jim Garner was, I would venture to say. Well, in, uh, Ed Robertson's book, Garner even says, you know, the car was a character in the show, which yeah. is why they did the reunion movies. He said, well, it's gotta be that car. You know, we can't, I'm not going to, cause they, they actually were provided newer firebirds. And he mm-hmm. said, no, let's do a 78. And imagine trying to to scour around for those in the mid early to mid nineties when there wasn't really an internet yet to to go find them. Yeah, that's a whole other story. So yeah, yeah. is well, your there ahead, was I'm more sorry. of them around. Uh, easier to find uh, then maybe than now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you certainly could find some Transams now. I sure see. A lot of uh, uh, Transams and Formulas, not as many Esprits and, and base Firebirds, of course, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, right, right. You know, they didn't they didn't glorify the dressed down Firebird models, especially once Smokey and the Bandit came along. Uh, sure, you know the bird on the hood and all of that was the real deal. So that's that's what you really wanted. So it seems like there's more of those out there. Yeah. Uh, so your 77. So if you haven't listened to uh, the original episode, again, I encourage you to do that with Pat. So you hear all about the three cars he has a 76, seven and eight. The 77 has been um, restored. Uh, is that the Garner paint color on that car? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, when I bought the car, 
the guy who owned it owned it about 23 years, a guy named Harry Stanfuss. And he he liked the spoiler look. So he put a spoiler back on it uh, right after he bought it. And I met him one time just by chance uh, at the VA hospital. I used to take my dad there and he was there. They called his name and I'm like, well, wait a second, <laughs> you know. Oh, so my goodness. Up, yeah, I ran out and talked to him. And, and he said, yeah, he goes, when I first got that car, I pulled into a place and a universal you know, truck, like a, a studio truck, like a steak bed truck pulled up and said, Hey, that's one of our old cars. And he <laughs> kind of looked at the guys like, what, you know, anyways, it, by putting the spoiler back on the car, he actually preserved the original paint coat color. How about that? Yeah. Cause what I did when I got the car, the first thing I do is, you know, I pull the carpeting up. I want to look at the floors, make sure everything's good. It's dry. Yeah. Um, so I pulled the spoiler off and now had car had been repainted. I believe twice, but I pulled the spoiler cap off the end spoiler on the passenger side. And there was the original Rockford gold. And I grabbed a polishing rag and some compound and polished it out. And it was like, you know, thank God he didn't, they didn't pull that off and repaint it. Right. Um, so I took it to my local uh, um, paint supply and they have a thing called a profit reader and it reads the pigmentation and, you know, metal material in the paint. Anyways, sure. they scanned it and said, well, here's your code. So that's how I got the original code. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the covering it up with the spoiler preserved that from the elements. Yes. It's a, a great story. So you were able to, to use that Garner color when you restored that car. And now the whole car is that color. Yeah. Yeah. It was completely taken down and, you know, everything was restored in it. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, uh, and I was lucky. I, you're right. It was dumb luck that I pulled that off there and looked at that and said, you know, wow. I mean, it's because I, I knew the color because I owned another Rockford car in the early 80s, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was fresh. I'll call it freshly repainted when they yeah. sold it at Livingston Pontiac. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I knew because I looked at the color and said, that's it. That's the color. And so. that whole story is also uh detailed in our first episode. So check that out. It's a cool story as well about right. uh, how Pat got the first car. Yeah. So since you and I talked, there have been some other cars that have popped up mm -hmm. out there. One of them was detailed on uh, Jay Leno's program with Mike Rowe. And we did a, an episode about that car, which has now been restored and sold for big bucks at uh, Barrett Jackson. And then we talked about a moment ago, a movie car that, uh, that sold at Meekum some time ago that lives in Australia. Right. And so it's, that one's been saved. Do you think there are others out there still yeah. lingering somewhere waiting to be discovered? I, I think that's very possible that, I mean, I know of, I know of another 76 that, that exists, okay. um, um but I, you know, be, when you consider that they were redressed as formulas and somewhere in its life, it may have been repainted some other color. Yeah. Somebody could own it and not know what they have. You know, they, they would say, oh, it's just this firebird. And, and who knows? Maybe they didn't watch the show, aren't interested in the show. Right. You know, took the paint off of it and said, oh, it's this weird gold color. And, you know, who cares? Uh -huh. You and know, that but, just makes us hurt all the way to our right. center of our souls. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Not too long ago, I had a guy that was trying to sell a car that he bought 
and he wanted to know, is it, was it a real car? And I said, well, all you got to do is give me the VIN number and I can tell you. Oh man. Um, he never sent me the VIN number, but I said, well, the way it's equipped, not likely because it was, you know, the year and the engine, I said, it's probably not, but you know, never say never, who knows, uh-huh. they could have bought another car and done something to it, but right. the, the, the possibility exists. Absolutely. Yeah. And you said 76, you knew of another 76. You don't see a lot of 76s just in general out there. They're harder to come by. You know, I think there's a, you tell me if I'm full of it, but I think there's a general notion. The front end of the 77 and 8 are probably the favorites, right? With the square lights and the recessed grill, those are the ones that seem to be people's favorites. I have a 79, which has the front end with the sunken lights, completely different. There's a, there's a rumor out there Garner didn't like that. Some people say it's not true. But the 76 is the last year of the round lights, and it has color-matched bumpers, and you just don't see those that much, I guess because they're older, 74 and 5, kind of the same way. Yeah, I mean, 76 is my personal favorite. I, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to own one of the originals, I, you know. I had a 76 right out of high school, hmm. just a, a spree, yellow spree with tan. But, you know, I bought it Rockford, right? I'm Rockford. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, and then to f- actually find one, you know, a real car, I was just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, I don't. It. I, I think the 77, 78 is probably the most recognizable because, it. Yeah. you know, they basically kind of carried the same car, you know, from 77 to 80. So it was on the screen longer. Right. Cars, you know, they were only one season. So. It's probably the most recognizable and, and people like that look, they called it the mean look, you know, the round headlight cars are my favorites. Well, they're, they're all cool and, uh, yours have great stories. And, uh, I really wanted to delve into this process a little bit more about, you know, with the pains they went through to put these cars on the screen. Uh, it wasn't just run down and pick one up and, and meet us at the filming location. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And you got to remember too, that of the three cars, one was a sound car and the sound cars, you know, there was more work involved to them because they had to put in it. They had to wire it for the speaker, you know, the microphone plugs and all that stuff. So, you know, that's why, you know, you see all these holes bored in the floor and all this stuff because that's how they had to do it. So that one required more work. Right. And if you want to hear about that story, that's a great story in the, in our first discussion with Pat as well, the wiring of certain cars to make it easier to film in them and uh, how Pat discovered his car was a sound car, which is the, one of the greatest stories in the whole wide world. So (laughs) there's that. So listen to that episode. Well, keep at it, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the 76 that I got just to kind of, you know, piggyback on the or, or expand upon the the, the change of the car. Yeah. It, it still had the original hood on it when I got it with the lady who bought it. Um, she bought it off of Livingston. There was three cars there and the guy said, pick the best one. And she picked, you know, they all had formula hoods on them. Yes. But it still wore the formula hood when I got it. Unfortunately, it was rusted really bad in the front edge of the hood mm. but i did procure an nos hood so when i do that car i'm going to paint two hoods for the car the flat hood and the formula hood <laughs> so you know if anybody wants to take pictures or whatever you want to see it as it was sold off or whatever right i'll have that ability but um 
You yeah. thought of everything, Pat. Well, I don't know if I thought of everything. Yeah, the money part, I thought of that. Well, there's that part, but oh, well, <laughs> only money. <laughs> What's sad to most of us Rockford guys is that, you know, when they were done and converted them back to formulas, they probably just pitched the hoods. I'd love to have that hanging in my garage. <laughs> there's a picture floating around on Facebook somewhere of a, of a Trans Am hood with the right. chicken on it above right. somebody's mantle. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. their fireplace. Like, yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool to have. They probably stuck those in the parts shop and used them on some car that had been wrecked or something. It's possible they could have stacked them in the corner, but you know, it's I don't know how much of that stuff they kept back then, body shops, but you know, it saved them money. You know, I get people asking me all the time, all the time. Well, you know, if you're gonna replace that part, could I have the original part to hang on my wall? And I'm just like, Well, I, I I don't know how much stuff I want to give away, but going on your wall, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have enough wall space for all the original stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, when they did the '78 car that was on Leno, I know that somebody got—I don't know if they got both or one of the door panels, which was kind of cool. I mean, you think about it, hanging on the wall and say, "Wow, you know, that was in the real car." That was yeah. in the real car. Yeah, and you know, even if uh, somebody listening doesn't know much about the Rockford Files, you can imagine. Can't you, the notion that if you could get your hands on a, a Smokey and the Bandit car or a Knight Rider car that the actor actually drove or a car from Miami Vice or uh, the Dukes of Hazard, any of those shows or movies that had a car as a character, uh, you, you could understand what it might be like for a, a fan of that show to even have a piece of that car that, uh, that ended up on the screen. And, uh, there's probably a lot of pieces of the general league <laughs> oh, <laughs> someplace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so imagine that and Pat has three whole cars from, yeah. uh, from the show. So quite, <laughs> quite a, a lucky turn of events. We'll check in with you from time to time and, and we could probably come up with some other discussions about, uh, things of this nature that, that you might not realize took place with this car to get it on the screen and make it the star that it was. And, uh, you know, the brotherhood that, uh, Garner seemed to feel about that car. Well, the next time you're in California, just come on out and we'll just walk around it with a video camera. And that will be the next thing you were kind enough to, uh, include me in a, in a little gathering you had once. And I look forward to the next one. All right, Pat, stay well. All right, you do the same. Go and whisper I love you to those cars for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe them down. (laughs) That's right. All right, take care. Take care.